This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JuggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. As always, I am Brian Gatino here with Joe Duffy, and we are here to talk about some Major League Baseball. What's going on, Joe? Not much, man. Memorial Day weekend, I feel like... uh... This is when baseball season kind of comes full swing. So I'm excited, man. This is where uh, you're getting into deadline season. This is the fun time of baseball season right here. Yeah, I would say that this is basically like a like the first stepping stone of, of the baseball season. I tried to turn the quarter season into a thing last week, but this is a real, real uh, trademark point in the season. Memorial Day weekend, um, you know, Oh, teams are always staying within within their uh, their league and, and whatnot, and usually good games on Memorial Day weekend. A lot of games on TV too, if I'm not mistaken, on Monday and Sunday. So uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, before we dive into some baseball, gotta talk Thrones real quick. I can't believe I called it. <laughs> uh, Brand Stark is on the throne. Te- technically, I wasn't wrong. Sansa is queen. You. Technically, you were not wrong. Yes, uh, so, I'll, I'll agree know, with that. I'm uh, I'm not taking full credit for a loss there, but yeah, you were you were spot on. Aside from the fact that you said he was going to walk again, that was a little far fetched. But everything else, you uh, you hit the nail on the head there, kid. Is that really far fetched? Considering there's fire breathing dragons and the dead walking around all all uh, all eight seasons. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He's been in a chair for eight seasons. Yeah. If he, hasn't, true, if he but... hasn't figured it out, he sits in a tree, dude. If he hasn't figured it out yet, I mean, he ain't figuring it out. Oh, well, well now he's sitting on the throne, so anyway. yeah, Well, he's sitting on the chair. <laughs> true, true. No more well. throne. He had it. He brought his own. <laughs> B-Y- B-Y-O-T. <laughs> Bring your own throne, Brand Stark. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So a little baseball now, a little trivia right before we get started. What number? What jersey number did Wade Boggs wear with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? Thirty-three. Ooh, nah, you're way off. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> he he rocked number twelve. I, I literally know, first number that came to mind. <laughs> All right, well, just just to get you on board weekly, I'm gonna start throwing jersey number questions at you. So Jesus, man, that's like, can we do something else? Yeah, I'll think something else. <laughs> I don't got the. Uh, the memory for that i'll think of something else all right um anyway let's 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 dive into this, some of this current baseball stuff um a lot of a lot of talk going around the league about some of these call-ups that are going to be happening supposedly either today or over the weekend or on monday um the blue jays are finally listening to you and i and uh starting to call up some big guns from triple a they are supposedly calling up Kevin Biggio and Lourdes Gurriel. What do you think about that? Is it about time? Yeah, it's beyond about time. Um, I'm beyond stoked. Um, I know you just like me when we were younger. Uh, you know, Craig Biggio was a player both of us probably looked up to being that, you know, we prided ourselves on playing multiple positions and, you know, just getting on base, not being home run hitters, doing what you can to help the team win. So, you know, ever since he went into the Hall of Fame and Kevin got drafted, I've been waiting to to see what he's got. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Gurriel because the kid's supposed to be a stud. 
And now, look, you have to watch, like, everyone's going to want to watch the Blue Jays now. If you're a baseball fan, that's a team you want to turn tune into. So they're finally getting it right. Yeah, I mean, the the Blue Jays, I mean, ever, even since they call up Vlad Jr., they've, they've been pretty much close to must-watch baseball. Um, and, I mean, they've play, been playing slightly better as of late. Uh, again, more watchable anyway. So now that they got Vlad Jr., Biggio, Gurriel, um, we know Bichette's going to be next. Um, and uh, things are just going to start turning around for the Blue Jays. Obviously not this season. I think they at least are just too jam-packed. But I think within a couple seasons, you'll start seeing this team being a little bit more electric um, and not just being a team that you want to watch because of young studs, but a team that you're going to want to watch because they're going to be good. Right. And I'm with you. It's a few years away. And I think that lineup's going to be like really high end within the next year or two years. But their real issue is they got to rebuild that staff. Um, you know, Stroman and Sanchez are probably going to be out, you would assume at least. So that's got to be their focus now. But I'm with you a couple of years down the line and they're going to be a force in the AL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple other guys that have come up in the recent, um, Austin Riley for the Braves, man. What do you think about this kid? I think he's an absolute this, stud. Yeah, this this kid is unbelievable. Um, this kid's come up and he's like, I'm not I'm not saying trade Josh Donaldson. But, like, if you really wanted to, you could try. This kid is that damn good where it doesn't even matter. Five home runs in nine – what's it, nine games now or ten? Um, and if you carry over from AAA, the numbers are even more insane. It's like 18 in his last 26 or something. So, I mean, that kid's – it's one of those swings where you just – when you watch him play, you just know, like, that's a hell of a ball player right there. You can you can know nothing about the sport, watch him swing, and – you you just know off the bat. Um, he's going to be a huge boost for that team going down the stretch because they need it if they want to catch the Phillies. So I'm, yeah. I've been extremely impressed with him. Yeah, th- I think they need a little bit of a spark like that. Um, obviously, you maybe kind of wanted it with their pitching, but look, I mean, if you if you notice what the Twins are doing, they're just absolutely outslugging teams, and that might have to be the case for, for some of these teams near the top where they just got to start hitting better than they have been and uh to get themselves over the hump and then maybe the pitching will just come with it um another kid that's getting called up um cj crone's younger brother kevin crone um for the d-backs um speaking of power this kid matches home runs just like austin riley does and uh he's been the d-backs minor league uh, home run leader this season so um do you think he's going to give them a little boost i mean i feel like the Diamondbacks have been hitting well this season but um obviously they've they've dropped off a slight bit so i I think a big bat is something that they they need especially with uh wilmer flores going on the il yeah and i think that's exactly what this move is um they know if they're gonna try to stay in the thick of it in the nl west or in the wild card chase they're gonna have to keep putting runs on the board and like you alluded to um, early in the year, they were hot. Now they're kind of coming back down to earth. Um, you know, this is kind of, let's try to add some more juice to the lineup. Let's see if we can get more production. I don't know if Crone's going to come up immediately and produce the way he has down in the minors just because of that transition's tough. We saw it with Vlad Jr. his first couple weeks. Um, so, you know, I don't expect Crone to come up and hit 25 between now and the end of the year and, 
push them to the end. But look, it's kind of, you know, your last-ditch effort. Just add more juice to that lineup and hope for the best. So I don't hate the move, but I just don't think it's going to work out for them in the short term. Yeah, if if he's anything like his brother, he'll just he'll come in and strike out a bunch, hit a bunch of home runs type of thing, and right, exactly. <laughs> you know. But I mean, I mean they're they're both good hitters, so um, and they both hit bombs. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he can uh, crack, man. Yeah, For sure, he can crack. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, yeah, I just you know going off that, just players getting the call this season have been absolutely shining. Would Would you agree with that? Yeah, man, this is – we talked about this before the season. Just, just if the kids have talent, let them play. If they're ready to go, what are we doing? Just keeping them down there waiting. I understand, you know, that, that extra year of control teams want that. But come on, man, let's put our, our best product on the field and have everyone do their best to win baseball games. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather see 29, 30 teams compete rather than, you know, see the Marlins, Orioles, Tigers, all these – just a bunch of garbage products. Let's get the best players on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of these players, just off the top of my head, have to be Pete Alonzo, uh, Vlad Jr., Michael Chavis, Gio Urshela. I mean, guys that have just come in. And Domingo Herman, even Domingo though he Armand. was up last year, still young. Yeah, still young. Brandon Lau, I mean, still a rookie, but, um, I mean, he came up for towards the end of the season last year, and now he's absolutely raking. He's got 10 homers, uh, close to 30 RBIs, hitting 290. So, um, I mean, these players coming up, stepping up big for their teams. I mean, you know, all the teams that I meant, all the guys that I mentioned are on teams that, um, you know, are going to need to compete for the entire season. I mean, the Blue Jays, eh, but I mean, the Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Rays, you know, these, these are guys on these teams and they need, they need to be a big part of their teams going forward. Um, so um, we'll move on from there. Um, but I mean, again, young, exciting players right now. Uh, it's just must watch baseball all around the league this year with, with some of these guys. Um, but anyway, let's, let's, let's go to the other side instead of hitters. Let's go to pitching. Um, I'm going to name a bunch of pitchers right here and you got to tell me what's in common with them. Um, Hinjon Ryu, Jake Odorizzi, Chris Paddock, Caleb Smith, Frankie Montes, Domingo Armand. Zach Davies, Mike Miner, Shane Turnbull, Zach Eflin, Lucas Giolito. What do they all have in common? Wins? Top 15 ERA in 50-plus innings pitched. Okay. So, you know, getting towards qualifying. Right. Um, Lucas Giolito has the highest ERA of that with a 2.77. So, if you were to say that through 50 games – through 50 innings pitch for starters that these guys would all be in the top 15 <laughs> ERA, you'd have to be, you'd have to be nuts. Or you'd be some shark that's making a ton of money out in Vegas. Cause yeah, un- definitely not predictable, but I mean, look, these are a lot of guys where all those names you mentioned, the potential is there, but to break out as quickly as they have, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think anyone really saw that coming from most of these guys. Yeah, I, I def, guys that we that me and you have that mentioned before the season, Jake Odorizzi won, and Lucas Giolito too. We said that, you know, we for Odorizzi specifically, he's been in the league a little bit. He's had good seasons. Um, he's had a couple rough seasons as of late, but he's had really good seasons before, especially with the with the Tampa Bay Rays. And now you can just see it. He's like, 
he's come into his own and he is really good this season. I mean, I don't really see it like slowing down a whole lot. I, I think he's going to be a good pitcher for the entire season this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think the twins, I think the twins makeup of their entire rotation aside from Barrios is a bunch of pitchers like Oda Rizzi guys with experience guys that have been around and guys that know how to pitch. It's not just about overpowering hitters, striking guys out. And that's another thing that's a lot of these guys on that list have in common. Um, a lot of them know how to pitch, even the younger guys. Like when you watch Chris Paddock, when he gets into trouble, he knows how to work out of it. I watch Zach Eflin, you know, every time I can. And that guy's a phenomenal pitcher. And he's he's going eight, nine innings at almost every start now. He's been phenomenal. So I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Oda Rizzi's falling off because I think that his veteran status, knowing what, knowing how to pitch, knowing how to work out of trouble, I think he'll be – you know, maybe not top 15 all year, but he's going to, at the end of the year, have himself, you know, solid numbers. He's not going to go over a four ERA or anything crazy like that. So consistency is what you're going to get out of a guy like him. Giolito is the most shocking one on this list to me. Would you Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would say shocking. I think we, we discussed prior to the season that he has an insane amount of potential. And last year we just didn't know what was going on. Um, but for him to make a turnaround in just basically six months, I mean, that's got to be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the stuff's always been there, right? Kind of like a case with Tyler Glass now. The stuff's been there. It's just a matter of putting it together. And clearly he's putting it together and figuring it out. Um, you know, unfortunately, he plays on a team where run support's going to be an issue at times. He's not going to rack up the wins. He's not going to have like the glamour, the glamour line at the end of the year. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, I mean, he's going to get the recognition eventually. So good on Giolito because that's a kid that when he got traded, it it almost felt like the Nats gave up on him a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what happened because he was supposed to be their, their next guy. Um, and let me tell you, he, he'd be helping the Nationals right now if they had him. Yeah, could you? I mean, 100%. <laughs> anatomy yes. anatomy is like apparently the most hated player in the game of baseball so there you go with that one yeah well good good for the and got know. hurt last year who's winning that trade yeah i guess i guess right now it's, it's looking uh i guess by next year we'll we'll see uh completely but uh yeah giolito has changed some things mechanically um you you've noticed that his arm is is slightly like shorter going to the plate um which usually as you know you know telling kids, you know, you want the arm to be a little bit longer and, right. and quicker. His is a little shorter, but I think he's just simplified things. I think it's what it is. Just simplified things, becoming a pitcher, not just trying to throw 98. And, I mean, it's it's obviously worked out, whatever he's done. Yeah, you you know as well as anyone, if you're doing too much on the mound and you're erratic, it'll, it'll mess with you mechanically, whether – just from a consistency standpoint, if you're even even as a hitter, if you're, you know, moving the bat a bunch and it'll throw your timing off you, simplifying things in the game of baseball is just it makes life so much easier. Um, so good on him that not not only to make the adjustment, but to understand and be willing to to make that adjustment, knowing that he was having issues. So good on him for a young kid, too. Yeah, absolutely. It just uh, I mean. 
just good stuff. Obviously, he's still young, so it, it's going to be fun. Hopefully, he can he can do this for a couple couple seasons in a row, uh, make a name for himself in this league. Uh, Get I mean, paid. A couple, yeah, I mean a couple other guys in this league in this uh, group of guys. I mean, Domingo Armand, he stepped up huge for the Yankees. Frankie Montas, man, like where where did he come from? Um, I guess I, I would say I discovered him because I put him on my fantasy team this year. But, <laughs> I mean, he's he's been lights out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that you're right. That's one that came out of left field. That's one that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen coming for sure. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Erman, you kind of knew. Um, actually, I shouldn't say you knew because last year up and down and the innings weren't there. And even early in the year, he's only going like five innings. Now he's going deeper in the games. Um, I think he's got 10 wins already. He's going, he's getting the decision every time he goes out there. So yeah, two guys that, I mean, I don't think anyone would have told you that Memorial day weekend, those two were going to be top 15 pitchers in the game. So just out of left field stuff, man, you love it. Parody in baseball. This is why I love it. Exactly. And then other surprising, I mean, Caleb Smith, you you know, you always knew he was going to be, you know, a good pitcher, but right. That one is different. Yeah, that one's a little bit daunting. I don't. I never saw this coming. I'll be fully honest with you. I I actually thought that uh, he would fall off quicker than he would make it. Um, so good on him to prove me wrong, at least to this point in the year. I look. It's got these young kids learning. He's just not throwing anymore. He's pitching. It's what it comes down to. It's getting a feel for the game at the major league level, making the adjustments necessary, and then you know always being willing to learn, studying. So that's a guy who's clearly put the work in over the last, you know, at least off season, I would say few years though. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely been putting in the work. He's, it just, it stinks that he's on the Marlins. Yeah. Good. That's the, that's the rough part of it. I mean, he, he's, he's thrown some gem pieces and taken some L's, unfortunately. They, they've actually got like they're pitching first, at least starting pitching. Like, Urena goes deep almost every time he goes out there. Granted, he might he's not giving you, you know, one run outings, but still he's taking you deep into games. I mean, I don't I feel bad for anyone who has to pitch in Miami. That's that's got to be miserable. Yeah, um in retrospect, they are they're 17th in ERA, which it's not terrible. They're better than the Pirates, Giants, Mets, Cardinals, White Sox, Nationals, Rockies. I mean, they're better. Yeah, there's some teams, teams that... there with some good pitchers right there. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'll I'll give it to the Marlins pitch. I mean, obviously, Caleb Smith's a big part of that with his yeah, for sure. very low ERA, um, pushing that average a little bit down. But um, yeah, I mean, good stuff all around from these from these guys. Um, and hey, shout shout out to the Marlins. I'm pretty sure they've won like six of their last seven. Yeah, good for them. I mean, that's uh, keep beating up on the Mets, baby. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah well there's yeah they're six and four in their last 10 so um the turnaround here it comes you ready for this playoff push six game win streak for the marlins and they still have a minus 82 run difference <laughs> unbelievable stuff um anyway let's move let's move on to some relief pitchers um what are some of the names that just come off the top of your head and you're just far far and above and beyond the best relief pitchers in the game so far this season. I mean, Ryan Presley is the one that jumps off the page, right? He's the one that, 
you would have ne- not never thought, but you wouldn't have thought if we were going to talk right now that I guess a lot of the these the pitchers we're going to talk about today are kind of shocking. But Ryan Presley's probably been the best reliever in the game so far. Would you not agree? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious dating back to even last season. Um, this inning streak without letting up a run is just absolutely absurd. <laughs> I mean, just stuff you really just could never even think about doing is what he's doing right now. Um, and to the average baseball fan, a guy that you literally don't even know. Yeah, for sure. That, that's a guy. I mean, look, that's Ryan. Pre- it's not like years prior. He's been, you know, a role to Chapman or Blake Trinan or whatever, just going out there and mowing people down. Um, it's not necessarily electric stuff that's flying off the page. It's, just a guy that's really damn good at what he does. Um, yeah, you're 100% right, though. I would guarantee that, I don't know, 90% of baseball fans probably have a slight clue as to who Ryan Presley is, but most probably wouldn't even bat an eye if they heard that name. Yeah, I mean, he he, sound, he sounds like a hockey player, honestly, Ryan Presley. Yeah, that's, that would be <laughs> honestly, that's a great hockey name. <laughs> Spot on. That's a phenomenal <laughs> hockey name. Uh, well, anyway, some of his, his numbers that are just absolutely absurd. I mean, the 21 innings pitch without allowing a run in 19 games. Um, I mean, he's got a couple saves. Uh, and, you know, um, I mean, the whip is just what's really eye-catching at, at point four three. Just yeah, absolutely, No, just no one absurd. is getting on base. Just nobody. <laughs> uh, he's got a strikeout per inning, basically. So, um, yeah, unbelievable stuff. Um how many innings do you think he's taken this uh, this season alone? Man, um, I don't know. That's a tough one because, you know, being a relief pitcher, I guess it depends scenario, right? Yeah. That, that, that's a lot of up in the air. If it was a starting pitcher, I'd it'd be easier to determine. But, look, when a guy's streaking like this, I said it with DeGrom earlier, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to come to an end soon. I'm going to tell you that – as long as he's in form, everything's mechanically right, his arm's okay, he'll take it as far as he wants to. Um, that's the thing. He's not making mistakes. Like, he's not missing spots. It's, it's crazy, man. To, for this long to not make a single mistake and have a ball hit out of the yard, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, pitchers make mistakes daily, you know, and uh, a lot of the times they, they get taken advantage of. And, I mean – when you're when you're pitching like this, it means you're basically not making mistakes, uh, which is just absolutely it. It's insane. It, pitchers don't do this. Um, so we'll see when it comes to an end. I, I mean, I'm going to give him a couple more games at least, but I, it's going to be tough, especially uh, playing some tough teams in in the in the going soon. Um, I mean, his counterpart though, Roberto Asuna. I mean, this is making for a really good uh, bullpen, man. I mean, just one yeah. that you really don't want to be that good because their hitting is so good and their starting pitching is so good. So you're like, yeah, come everything. on, man. Now everything. your bullpen's this good? Gee, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look who it was. It was Ken Giles. And uh, I'm a Phillies fan. I, I know how much of a disaster that guy was. And you get Ozuna from him, and obviously it was circumstantial, the reasons why you got him. But, I mean – that guy's filthy. We we know he's one of the best closers in the game. Um, you know, obviously, what, he had the 80 games off or whatever it was last season. We didn't see him for a while. And 
you know, people have short-term memory. They, they kind of forget. Um, this is just the same old Roberto Ozuna we knew in Toronto. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised he's pitching as well as he is, but I'm, I'm not necessarily happy that uh, he, he's back to form. No, I, I'm not really happy at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, baseball-wise, pitching-wise, he's, he's really good. It's yep. just, yeah, we'll leave it at that. I mean, he's got a .42 ERA and 21.1 innings pitched, a .42 whip. So, um, you know, besides the few runs let up, you know, he's, uh, he's right there with Presley at, in, the eight, uh, in the ninth inning uh, with Presley coming in the seventh and eighth inning. So, um, yeah, I mean – they're going to be tough to beat the Astros with if if these guys are throwing like that. Um, a couple other names that jump off the page this season that you really wouldn't expect. I mean, Emilio Pagan for the Rays has been absolutely dominant. Uh, Francisco Luriano for the Pirates, yeah, dominant. Right, the return, <laughs> the return. Um, Jan Lopez for the for the uh, Diamondbacks has been really good. Um, and then a guy that hasn't thrown fifty innings yet. Um, Michael Soraka, what a yeah. stud! What a stud so far. This is like we talked about last week. The Braves just have so many pitchers. They have so many pitchers, and they have. It looks almost like they have zero idea who's going to be a starter, who's going to be coming out of the bullpen, who's going to be doing what. But you're right, man. Regardless of what he's been doing, Soraka has been phenomenal. Um, he was pretty good last year when he came up, but it, it, I mean completely different this year like we're seeing a guy that is showing the potential to have dominant stuff um and he's going to give that team a boost like we said with austin riley they they need any sort of boost they can get to go catch the phillies and i mean that's a guy with the front of that rotation being as good as it is and solidified he's a guy where if injury comes up or you need an arm out of the bullpen or you need a guy for an opener guy to go long he could do it all for you so it's a versatile guy coming out, um, and yeah, he's been phenomenal, man. Regardless of the number of innings pitched, he's been great. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's starting to get up there now. He's got forty four point two innings because he's been he's been getting a few starts. Um, he's got a one point zero one ERA, point eight seven WHIP. So, I mean, this kid's for real. He's yeah, absolutely for real. Yeah, I just I can't stand the the spot start stuff that Atlanta does. It's I said it last week. You gotta you got to solidify that rotation and start letting these guys get into a rhythm. You can't, you know, one week you're a starter, the next week you're pitching in the seventh, and then a week later you're the opener pitching the first two innings. Like, just solidify who your five are and then, you know, let the season play out and go from there. Yeah, I I would have to agree. Um, I mean, it seems to be working a little bit for the Braves, um, but obviously, like I touched on last week, it's like, it's just not good for a pitcher's psyche to be going back and forth and whatnot and preparing for games differently week in and week out. Um, I mean, if they were to go from starter and then halfway through the season, you're like, all right, you're in the bullpen for the rest of the season. That's something that they can absolutely prepare for. But I mean, on a week to week basis, that's not something that pitchers really want to prepare for. So um, we'll see if it affects them negatively going forward. Um, But right now, they're they're playing some some pretty good baseball. They're seven and three in their last ten. So yeah, they're playing yeah. very good baseball right now. Yeah, it's somewhat working out for them. So um, we're gonna move on to we're gonna play a little game to to end this uh, podcast today. Um, it's gonna take a little bit, but 
it's going to it's going to get all the teams across and uh and mentioned um we're going to go through all 30 teams we're going to play um panicked or panicked or panicked or concerned um and i wanted i want you to tell me if you are not concerned at all concerned or panicked about these teams making a playoff push so i would say within six games of you know a divisional leader um come august you know would you agree with that basically playoff push type of thing yeah yeah i would agree with that that's probably a pretty accurate number okay um so we'll, we'll, we'll start with the nl first we'll actually just hop right into the nl east since we were talking about some of these teams um so panic concern not concern philadelphia phillies not concerned, not concerned slightly. They've yet to play their best baseball sitting at the top of the division. Aaron Noll is coming around. Eflin's been phenomenal. Pitching's there. Uh, not concerned one bit about the Phillies. I would agree. I'm not concerned pretty much at all. Um, if, if, some of these, she's, she's, if some of these guys just keep hitting the way they've been hitting, uh, Bryce Harbor turns it up a little bit, uh, they're going to be dangerous. Um, Atlanta Braves. Not concerned. I think the Braves are for sure going to be in the thick of things. I think they've kind of solidified themselves as the best or second best team in the or second best team in the division. Uh, deep pitching staff, guy like Austin Riley coming up to help that lineup. I think the Braves will be just fine, and they'll be in the thick of it come the end of the year. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I am. I have a feeling it's going to be neck and neck between the Phillies and the Braves. As long as their pitching uh, stays hot, they'll be all right. Um, and as long as Austin Riley keeps mashing balls, they'll, they'll be all right, too. Um, New York Mets. I am concerned. Um, pitching has not been what it was cooped up to be. That lineup that, you know, not me and you, but most other people thought was going to be upgraded this year has struggled mightily. Um, Robinson Cano's not running out balls. He's making more money than Bryce Harper a year. I'm very concerned about the Mets. Yeah, Um I'm going to hit the panic button. I just, I just don't okay. think, I, I don't think they're going to be there. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they took a couple games from the nationals this week. Um, they made, they made uh, Mickey Callaway the least hated man um, <laughs> after he was the most hated man in, 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 in three short days. Um, that, that's just, you know, you, you go from one day wanting to fire your manager and then the next day you're like, oh, no, we're in the thick of things again. I, I, that's just not how it works. How, how about – did you hear his defense of Cano not running out the ground ball? No, what was it? Quote, unquote, he's got a lot going on. Like, everyone's got a lot going on, bro. It doesn't mean you don't do your job. Like, you seriously said that he should have got fired right then on spot. That guy is a joke. Well – is, is is who's the bigger joke, him or Jonas Cespedes? That all right, uh, they're they're tied. I mean, dude, you have been he's been out for over over a year, and you're gonna break your ankle on the ranch. Come on, man, what are we doing, dude? They gotta be <laughs> the uh, Mets are such a disaster, dude. They gotta be able to, to avoid that contract, right? I mean, what is going on? No, they'll, they'll nope. They're gonna end up having to pay it, and. I mean, look, now Rajay Davis is out here playing, you know, taking 112-mile Ubers because, you know, they can't fill their roster with their starters because everyone gets hurt. <laughs> well, at least at least Carlos Gomez is getting some PT. That, yo, you want to talk about pimping a home run? Carlos Gomez yesterday, when he put the uh, – he hit that thing, knew it immediately, sprinted, threw the hands up. That was <laughs> phenomenal. 
that it was honestly electric. I was it kind of fired me up a little bit. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, do you remember the one that he hit for the Rays last year against the Twins? Yeah, at the drop. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> that guy's always been electric, man. Uh, it's been an up and down career, but he definitely brings enthusiasm to the ballpark. That's for sure. Absolutely, he's so fun. Anyway, uh, let's move on to those Nationals. Um, where are you at with them? I'm hitting the panic button on this team. Um, Pitching's good. It's it, We knew it would be good. Um, Numbers-wise, it hasn't been, but they'll come back down to earth. My issue is within the lineup, I don't think the guys in the middle of the order that they thought were going to produce and thump for them are going to keep it up. Um, now you're kind of hearing Rendon's name swirl around a little bit as a potential guy that might be moved at the deadline if they keep falling out, so... Yeah, I'm panicking if I'm if I'm in D, uh, Washington Nationals fan. That's for sure. Yeah, I I thought I was going to be able to stay on this team for for a long time. I think I mentioned that about two weeks ago. I'm not. I wasn't going to give up on them. I'm not going to say I'm going to give up on them, but I'm I'm certainly panicking. This is uh, they just don't look good like at all. Um, no, they're not playing. None. No player on this team is playing to where they should be, um, and that's an absolute concern. And, I mean, their bullpen is just brutal. I mean, brutal. <laughs> like, even Sean Doolittle is letting up runs here and there, you know? It's yeah. like, it's, it's bad. It's, it's real bad. You would think Max Scherzer going out every five days. All right, we have a 95% chance of winning, basically. Pitched I mean, a gem the other I, night. Pitched I made, an absolute gem. I made that number up with 95%, but I'm sure it's close. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're probably spot on. And, I mean... To, for, to lose his starts is is inexcusable. You cannot lose games that Max Scherzer starts for you, and and that's why I'm hitting the panic button. I mean, the only reason they have a better record than the Marlins right now is because they play three more games. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, you're 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 100 right. And look, this is kind of uh, spells a little bit of the same thing with the Mets and Degrom last year, right? They Degrom would pitch phenomenally. The Mets couldn't buy him a win. The bullpen would blow it. The lineup couldn't support him. And that's what you're seeing in D.C. with a lot of their top pitchers. Uh, Corbin seems to be the only one who gets any help right now. Um, and, look, culture is a big part of baseball, man. And I think not having Bryce Harper in that lineup, in that clubhouse, I think it hurts way more than most people assume it does. Yeah, I'm, I might have to agree with you there. Um, moving on to the Marlins. I, I mean, I'm assuming this is an easy We're one panicked. for you. We're panicked. We're panicked <laughs> for, like, the next 10 years. Way to go, Jeter. You did a good one with this. Like. <laughs> Way to go, bud. Uh, we're panicked, except we're not panicked for Caleb Smith. That's that's about it. Yeah, no, we like Caleb Smith. He's He's been fantastic. Everyone else, start hitting the button, slamming it. Starlin Castro, get out of there as quickly as you can. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Nano uh, Central, Chicago Cubs. I'm not concerned, uh, not even a little bit. Uh, hitting their stride now. Uh, the lineup has come to life, man. They have been mashing the ball recently. Uh, another seven runs yesterday. Uh, I think it was nine the night before. Torch in the Phillies pitching this week. Um, so, yeah, lineups come around. That pitching, we know about the depth. Pretty solid bullpen. Um, obviously, the division's tough, but I think they're the best of that, you know, of the toughest division in the game. So, not concerned about the Cubs. They'll be there in October. Yeah, I'm not concerned in the slightest. One reason, one reason only, Javier Baez. Like you want to talk about electric. That's the most electric dude in the game. Absolutely, 100% agree. Um, there, there's no more fun watch in baseball. 
no, the the Cubs have become over the past few seasons just the most fun team to watch in baseball, and it's it's really hard to argue with. Um, all right, Milwaukee Brewers. Not concerned. Um, you can make an argument that top to bottom, that's the best lineup in baseball. Starting pitching, we all know could be better, but I think they do a lot of good things managing the game throughout with their pitching, getting the right arms in. Um, and look, they did it. They did it last year. They they know the grind of the 162 when when the you know rest guys, uh, when pitchers need time off, when certain guys can keep going deep into games. I think the Brewers know what they're doing. I think they manage the game their games well, and I think they'll also be there in October. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned. Um, I think the pitching will will manifest and, and turn around itself. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates concerned um probably a better start to the year than i would have thought they'd had um kind of overachieving a little bit um look they have some top notch pitching at the top of the rotation josh bell has been phenomenal but there's just not enough on that team not enough depth in the pitching not enough depth in the lineup so i think they're quite a few pieces away from being a real competitor yeah i'm I'm gonna go with concern and i'm actually air on the end of highly concerned um, because of uh, their run differential at minus 42. Um, It just doesn't match their record. And you'll see this record slowly turn around the other way um, as the season progresses. Um, You can't, you can't just have 186 runs scored and 228 runs allowed and uh, expect to win a bunch of baseball games. Um, St. Louis Cardinals. This is a, probably one of the tougher ones. Um, I'll, I'll, a little concerned, I guess. Um, and maybe that's just recency bias to what we've seen. And, I mean, I watched them get slapped around by the Royals yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was, in the first game of that doubleheader. And they just did not – they just didn't have life in them for that early game. So I'll, I'll say I'm a little bit concerned. The talent's obviously there. I think they have the pitching to compete all year. But the play on the field has not translated to, you know, the names that are being written down in the lineup every day. So I'm a little concerned right now, but I do think they'll piece it back together. Yeah, because because of that, I, I just think because of how good the Cardinals potential is and some of these guys on the roster and, and that are playing well. Um, I mean, obviously, the pitching has not been 100 percent to where it needs to be, but. I'm not concerned. I think I think the Cardinals are going to be right in the thick of things come come August, come September. Um, it's just it's just the St. Louis Cardinals. You know they're going to be there. Just basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're always there. Yeah. Know? They. I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time they really weren't. Exactly. Um, had to be a, over ten years ago. Um, Cincinnati Reds. I'm I'm highly concerned about the Reds. Um, they're, they have the plus 25 run differential, which means they're losing a bunch, which keeps you – there's some optimism there. Um, and I don't think they have anything to lose. I don't think this was a team that people were thinking going into the year that they're pushing, you know, for a pennant or anything like that. So I don't think there's a chip on them. I don't think they're – you know, they have anything to lose out there. So I'm not panicking about them. But I'm concerned in the sense that if they want to – if they want to comp- if they really do want to compete for a playoff spot and they're bought in, then they they got to start pushing right now. 
Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, again, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to panic. Uh, I think this is a team with no expectation, really, to win a division or to make the playoffs. But um, if they wanted to, I guess they would They would need to, be, to play a little bit better. Um, I mean, they've been playing fine. And they're like we said, they're in a tough division. Um, so, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, but, you know, Reds moving forward, you know, they'll still be a fun team to watch. Derek Dietrich hits bombs, so. That, that's all cool and stuff. That's that's another dude who's absolutely electric. Oh, absolutely. Look what ha- look what happens when you leave Miami. <laughs> Great things happen when you leave Miami. <laughs> Dip, Starlin, as fast as you can, man. Oh, man. Anyway, all right, let's move on to the NL West. Los Angeles Dodgers, this one seems pretty obvious. Yeah, I, there's – I don't even want to say the word concern out loud. I, I'm not – I don't. They're going to win the division. They're going to win the National League. How about that? I'll just put it plain and simple. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's basically where I'm at with them. Plus six. Plus sixty-two run differential. I mean, they're just absurd. Above and beyond the best team in baseball, in in my opinion. Um, San Diego Padres. I am not concerned. Um, kind of like you just said with the Reds, a team that not much expectation for this year in particular. There's expectations for the future, but not for right now. And, look, Paddock has come up. Tatis has come up. These are guys that have been phenomenal. Um, Lauer and Lucchese are only going to get better. I think this is a team that the future's bright. And if they're going to, you know, all the better if they keep competing this year. I don't think that, you know, fans or management, that, that lineup, I don't think there's any concern within them about making the playoffs. That's a team that's just looking to go out and play ball, so – not concerned at all about the Padres. Yeah, I'm going to go with a slight concern um, just on the basis of uh, I think the Colorado Rockies are going to be playing better baseball very shortly, um, if not already. And, uh, you know, just they're a little bit young. But, hey, if they go out and get somebody um, like a Keiko or a Kimbrel at the, you know, in the bullpen, I mean, I'll, I'll change my answer almost immediately once if they do something like that. Um, moving on to Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm starting to panic. I would say I'm concerned right now, but I'm, I'm getting to panic mode. Um, you know, that lineup played over its head the first month of the season. Uh, as time's gone on, we've seen them come back down to earth. Uh, that's why they're bringing up Crone to, to add, try to add some thump to the middle of that lineup. Um, I, I do still like the starting pitching there. I do, but it's, it's their start. It's their starting lineup that gives me issue. Um, I just don't think it's good enough to keep them in it for the whole year. So I'm highly concerned starting to panic. Yeah, I guess I would have to teeter in between both right now. Um, we saw how well they were able to hit in, in the beginning of the year, but I don't know, man, I, I don't know if they could continue it and hit well for an entire season. Um, so, you know, we'll see going forward. Obviously love Zach Granke. Um, he's been phenomenal all season and, uh, he's been phenomenal throughout his career, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for uh diamondbacks to make a, a huge playoff push towards the end of the year. Um, I do think they will compete for all 162. However, um, Colorado Rockies. A week ago, if you asked me this, I would have hit the panic button. Um, but here we are today and I'll say, I'm concerned, but not as much as I thought I'd be. Um, they picked up their play over the last couple weeks. 
a couple good wins in Pittsburgh. Marquez pitched phenomenal the other night. We still know that that's probably the second best lineup in that. Actually, that is the second best lineup in that division. And they play in a ballpark where they're going to be able to push runs across the plate. Uh, I think that's a team that's going to start streaking and get back into that wild card hunt. So a little bit of concern, but I think it's a solid turnaround here for the Rockies. Yeah, I think a part of some of the Rocky struggles might might be just the weather. I mean, they've been like going from being in the snow to like, you know, L.A. or whatever it is. And it's like right. that, you know, that takes a huge effect on, on your body and, and your and your mind. So um, I think, as you know, as the weather gets better, I mean, it's going to be June in a week. Um, hopefully it stops snowing there. Um, but you never know. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. Uh, I'm not going to hit the panic button. And I think I touched upon it last week. I'm not going to hit the panic button until I see their record in by the trade deadline. And it's brutal. Uh, I, I just think they're too good of a team, too good of a lineup going forward. Um, and we'll move on to the final team of the NL, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, they're in full panic mode. Um, no, no position to compete this year. Um, they have a starting pitcher who quite literally told them he will not go to another contender, which makes it extremely difficult to obtain assets for him uh, because he's going to be a free agent next year. Um, Man, I don't know. This was a team you're talking about three world series over the course of what, five years or six years. And it was a team that was just, I think kept together too long, much like the Phillies were after they won in 08 and went back in 09. Um, They didn't get off of that team until, 2012 three years after the glory days and it's kind of what you're seeing with the Giants right now I'm in full panic mode for the San Francisco Giants yeah I guess I would have to equate the Giants to the Marlins and just give them absolute zero chance (laughs) yeah in in, in being a better team for uh the entirety of this season um they're they're not good simply put they're not good um and it's going to be real tough playing in the NL West for an entire year yet again um yeah, just brutal. Uh, Bumgarner, not sure where he's going to end up, but you know he's going somewhere, probably. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you think he does? Because I, I kind of feel like in him, like what he did with that no trade, I kind of feel like he was telling them, "Look, I'm trying to just stay here for the rest of my career, and I'll like you just keep me, sign me again next year, and we'll move forward." Like that's kind of what I felt like that that no whole no trade thing was. I think there's more into the no trade clause than just simply he's not allowed to be traded somewhere. I think there's other things that are necessary for the trades to happen. I think that's what it really is. I think it ends up being like this team needs to offer him more in order for him to stick, to go to that team. So it can't just be, he's, he doesn't want to be a rental per se. He wants, he wants something guaranteed once he gets traded over. So I think that's a part of that no trade clause that people are misunderstanding. Um, so I, I do, I do think he'll go somewhere. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just don't think many teams are going to be willing to dish out an extension on an aging pitcher who's declined in velocity, uh, you know, pretty steadily over the last couple of years. Uh, a lot of wear and tear on that arm, gone deep into postseasons, pitching nine innings in November. Um, I think it's going to be tough for a team to be willing to throw him the type of money he's looking for. So that yeah, that's yeah. I I do I do think it's going to be difficult for them to move him 
uh, and get the assets that they expect they're going to get. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say the Giants are about to get 15 calls, but mm-hmm. I think I think they'll get three. I think there will be a couple teams that are, will be willing to to dish out something in yeah, order don't, in order to compete this season. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do think there will be suitors. I just think it's going to end up being difficult to get something done. Yeah, I think before the season you would have said he's going to be traded almost automatically. Oh yeah, I thought, like, I thought he'd be a Philly by now. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, and now it's like. He'll probably get traded, but it's like, ooh, now we don't even know where type of thing. And it's, you know, we'll, we'll see near, near the near deadline uh, what happens. But, um, I mean, yeah, it just, you know, the Giants, man, brutal. And, I mean, look, with Bumgarner, would you really want to go out every five days to pitch for the Giants? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the team, no. But, I mean, if he if he enjoys the city and enjoys the lifestyle there, he's been there forever. I I get it, but I'm with you. I mean, especially a guy like that, he's in the ultimate competitor. We've seen it in the postseason. It's a guy who wants to win. He's one of the, if not the best postseason pitcher of all time. So it's a guy you'd love to see back in the playoffs. I just don't know if uh, we're gonna get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so due to some time restraints, we uh. We completed the NL, but we'll complete the AL next week um, as far as our panic, concern, not concern, little game we got going on. Um, uh, a little foreshadowing. We're definitely panicking about the Orioles. And I would say we're kind of panic about the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. there's honestly, there's <laughs> probably about. I would say there's, there's about... a lot of teams we're going to panic about. <laughs> a lot of panicking going on and also a lot of turnaround, but we'll see next week with, with one of these teams. I think you, I know who, uh, you know who I'm hinting at. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So anyway, that, that uh, concludes this week's podcast. Um, due to some time restraints, we have to close early. Um, but next week, again, we will touch upon the, the AL for, uh, for these little rankings we got going on. We will also do a power rankings next week for the month of May. We will give our players of the month and our pitchers of the month, as always. And uh, as always, we'll see you next week. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky. Follow Joe at TakingThePrice. And follow myself at B underscore Contino 23. And have a good weekend. Have a great Memorial Day. Stay safe. Stay sober. Just kidding. Just don't drive drunk. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.